Welcome to the United We Scan podcast, the podcast by rural carriers for rural carriers. The views expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views or opinions of the United States Postal Service or the National Rural Letter Carriers Association. We ask that you please consult your assigned union representative for guidance in your local area. Make sure you like this podcast, share with your fellow rural carriers, and subscribe to be notified each time a new episode is uploaded. Please rate this podcast five stars where applicable and leave a comment or question for us below. Thank you. Now, here are the hosts of the United We Scan podcast. And welcome back, everybody. Episode 30. Does that mean dirty 30? Like when you celebrate your 30th birthday? Anyways, we're all on tonight. And how's the week been, Mike? Uh, my week's been pretty good. Um, let's see. Now, nothing, nothing, um, nothing extraordinary. Just, uh, just the average week out here on the Great Plains. Josh, my week's been pretty good. Got the two hundred four B be showing their um, superior intelligence. This past week, um, I have Thursdays off for appointments and Friday morning, or well, no, Friday afternoon when I got back off the street. I was like, well, I didn't see your slip and you didn't call out. And I went to get my phone to pull up the screenshot I took of the ELRA request from early June for this for this month, I don't want to see anything on your phone. Blah, 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 blah. So I just wrote out what the dates, when I submitted the date I submitted them, what the dates were, and the confirmation number for all of my requests from now through the end of August and left them on her desk um, Friday morning or Saturday morning. So nothing was said to me. And I let my ADR know. So um, in case something comes of it. Nice, nice. James, how was your week? Well, my um, coverage factor went up all week. I had a box holder every single day we worked. Wow. On Monday, I had the, had the marriage mail. On Wednesday, I had an EDDM. Thursday, I had an EDDM. Friday, I had an EDDM. So coverage factor's gone up on my route a little bit, at least, for that. And um, talking with my postmaster and She's 100% behind us on this stuff, and she's working with us. She's letting me know the emails that are coming down and stuff like that, including the fact that they're trying to eliminate the 204B position by moving people right up into supervisory roles from that and trying to fill in where people are using 204Bs with actual uh, uh, level 17 supervisors. And weren't they calling so, it like a relief supervisor or something like that I saw? Yeah, relief supervisor. So instead of working at just one office, they're going to actually be covering multiple offices, just traveling between all of them, you know, yeah. covering days off for other supervisors or postmasters. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, we need people that don't even know people in the office trying to give direction to them, not knowing how those people actually work. So it's going to get interesting. Yeah, but other than that, it's been pretty, pretty quiet on the front for now um 
still working on a lot of paperwork and stuff like that, just making sure my ducks are in a row and trying to keep the peace with a lot of things. So we'll see how it goes. How was your my ducks are not in a row? <laughs> yeah, I can't mine. even say they're actually ducks. <laughs> I think mine I went to a rave. Earlier, what's that thing I saw earlier today? My ducks are not in a row. I think some of them are missing, and I think one of them is missing, and I think one of them's a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've seen that going around also. Bill, how was your week, dear? Oh God, it was the horrible, most horrible four days I had to work. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> is that a RCA supervisor? Can I travel up to fifty miles to an office? <laughs> well, they're they're a supervisor, so they go wherever management tells them. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's been one of them weeks where you you just shake your head when the supervisor announces, "Oh, you have a WSS at your case. Make sure that you put it in correctly." And it's an unaddressed box holder. But since she told us it was WSS, guess what we did? WSS. As we were instructed. You can't make this shit up, folks. You know, here we are, you know, almost two months past the mini mail survey, and they still don't know what they're talking about. Um, in my, my area, I lost my ADR, and, and now, you know, everything has to go directly through my DR. And uh, I, I think he's about ready to, you know, commit himself. Dealing with you? Well, that's beside <laughs> the point. But yeah, you know, the fact that you know he has to do all the extra work. He's lost two ADRs in the past three months. Hmm. So I mean, you know, what does that say of our system when the ADRs are bailing? I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, my week was fairly normal. They had to reschedule my uh, new RCA training to uh, this week coming up, which actually was kind of happy for that given how hot and humid it was Wednesday. That was the last thing I wanted to do was sit in the back of an LLV. And then I had some really nasty thunderstorms Wednesday on the route I was delivering on. So that made it fun as I'm sitting there at a box watching the rain go sideways. And oh. <laughs> that was one of those days prior to that portion of it that I got. I'm like, oh, rain. I had to go get out, I roll the other window up, and then it stopped, get out, roll it back down, and then continue on my way. Oh, got to roll it back up, got to roll it back down. All right, I'm going to leave it head enough where I can move everything up to the front of the tray. Let's leave it down for a little bit. Yeah, nope, we need to roll this back up. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting uh, day, Wednesday, with the thunderstorm. Saw lightning strike shortly, uh, probably about a quarter mile ahead of me. Cars were pulled off on the, si on the side of the road because it was raining so hard. And I'm thinking, I hope you move by the time I get up there because I'm still delivering. And then, let's see, Thursday, I just had my ox route. Oh, my. How's that happen? And then <laughs> Friday, I had my ox route, and then I had to go deliver three stops for the route I ran Wednesday, uh, just because she was not going to fit everything in the LLV. Um, I got creative Wednesday and was able to just fit everything. And then, uh, no, actually, I didn't fit everything Wednesday. I did have uh, the one sub that was running my ox route to deliver a lot of packages for me because I would not have fit them in the LLV. 
So Friday, I delivered those stops for her because, you know, you got to love it when people order four 50-pound bags of dog food. Yeah, let's not start on that one. And then the other sub, I went and took the last 45 minutes off of him. And yeah, so that was my Friday. Saturday... I had my double again yesterday, and it rained all day long. And I got home, and I was soaked to the bone and went and hopped in the hot tub for a little bit to warm up. And then, let's see, today I had to run my daughter home, my youngest, and finish my shopping for my vacation weekend next weekend. And then tomorrow I start training the new RCA. We've got another one that's going to be shadowing next Saturday. And then off to Academy he goes, and then we'll start training him on that route. So yeah, that's about, about the gist of my week. So someone actually realized that the day after a holiday was not a good day to train? Well, I wasn't overly worried about it, but, you know, it ain't going to be no different but, than... But just, in, just in general, though. Actually, somebody I was... realized that it was not a good idea to bring a brand new person in to train them. No, this the was this was actually the brand new person saying he need to re- he needed to reschedule. It wasn't management's decision. Oh, okay. And that, and um and since luckily I... yesterday, I made my last um, dismount for a package just before the sky started falling. So. Oh, that was no. a plus. Oh no, I I had plenty of but, uh, dismounts two days this week where it was it was coming down pretty good. You know, you gotta love those people that order those wooden rocking chairs that you gotta put together. Let's not order one, but two of them. Then we have to hike it up two? in the downpour to to the front porch. Yeah, yeah, two for that house anyway. Only two. Yeah, you know, new house. Who knows? The other two are coming next week. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. In, in the next rainstorm. Yeah. yeah. In the next rainstorm. Yeah. 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 Now, well, I, I remember in high school, I worked at the, at the food court in the mall, which was a mile up the road from the house. And I would, most days, I would walk there, including this one particular afternoon that it was a tour torrential downpour with thunder and lightning get all the way up to the outskirts of the mall there was a um grocery store at the very outskirts of the parking lot walk around the building there stop for a moment under the awning to dry it you know to stop dripping for a second wipe my face off Go and I get maybe 20 feet out from under the cover and 30 feet, maybe 40 feet at most to my left, a lightning strike hit the ground. I just booked it back under the cover and stood there until my heart finally stopped racing. (laughs) Was about to call my boss and say, you want me to come to work? You need to come get me. As some little old lady offered to give me a ride to the mall if I helped her put her groceries in her car. Did you have to change your so, pants after that? I don't remember. 
And yes, I am going to start the OJT on a Monday. I know that's also another never a great day to do it, but I'm scheduled on that route tomorrow. And that route's K day is Monday, so I think it'll be okay to uh this is what he's gonna expect to walk into on Mondays. So uh <clears throat> that's right. where I plan on going with that one. Um we do have the other sub that's supposed to be running my ox route if he got back to anybody. Uh is going to be taking uh parcels. That way I'm not completely over and cramped into the back of the L L V with a hundred packages, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens in the morning. But on that note tonight it's just kind of a lighthearted, we're going to kind of go back to why we're doing this podcast. Um, got an email this past week. I'm going to read this. I'm not going to mention names or locations just because that's not what we do here. But I want to kind of, this right here is pretty much one of the main reasons why we started this and why we are continuing this. So, on that note, I'm going to skip the first sentence because I'm obviously not uh, reading off names or locations. So, this person says, I have been a rural carrier for over 23 years, six years as a sub. I started this job when I was just 19 years old. I've given up so much of my youth and my life for this job. I love my customers and my dogs, even though I've been bit a few times. Yeah, we all have. Your podcast, along with the years that I've had to sit quietly and watch as management continuously breaks contracts, breaks laws, breaks morales. I have seen some of the worst treatment to my fellow carriers and subs. I am sick of sitting there watching it and taking it. So now they have awakened the sleeping giant and it's time for them to be held accountable as they are the reason this place is failing so many levels. Thank you for your podcast. It has opened my mind to what needs to be done. We are the union. Kudos. And, and she's right. Or they right. Mm-hmm. He's right. Whatever <laughs> the gender is. Because we are the union. Not the national board. They're our representatives. They're, they work for us. We are the union. And if it doesn't start on the ground floor at the front lines... It doesn't get done. Exactly. And it takes every single rural carrier out there to stand up and do what's right. Not what they're told is right, but what is right for the union. And that is following the contract, following the rules and regulations of the post office, and your PO603. Doing your job properly and the way it's supposed to be done is the best way to do the right thing. And if you can learn anything from any of the stuff we put out here, and it helps you decide that you want to either rejoin the union paying dues, or you want to step up and be a steward, or you want to run for a local state or or national position, great, that's what we're here for. If we can get one person to do that, and it sounds like we've done that to multiple people with this, then we've done what we wanted to do, and that was to re-engage the union and re-engage the people into the union. And whether you're dues-paying or non-dues-paying, it doesn't matter to us. You're still part of this union. 
you're still a rural carrier and you still deserve everything that comes in your contract and everything that we we stewards and everybody above the local stewards can do in your office whether it be your area steward your assistant district rep your district rep your state council your national board they all should be stepping up and helping you be a better rural carrier because that's the only way we make the rural carrier craft better is if everybody steps up to the plate and swings for the fences. Another personal message I got uh, a few weeks ago just says, hey there, just wanted to pop by and say hi. I listen to your podcast every week and re-listen to them for info I may have missed. I'm a regular carrier and also a newly certified union rep. I, you know, people are, you know, you guys are listening, you guys are stepping up and you're getting involved and that from the very beginning was our mission is to get people involved get getting the word out to get people to stand up for themselves and for their carriers in their office right well now i don't know if this particular person was you know is a listener or not but i know a friend of mine when i was talking to her at state she's her local president um there was a young man there who was feeling the way that a lot of carriers have been feeling, was upset, you know, is upset with, you know, the union as a whole and how things are going and with Rex and what's going on. And was talk, talking about wanting to get out of the union. Um, she's like, look, you know, it is what it is. Give it a year. See what happens. Um, this is before the meeting started. Um, when it came time for elections, he stood up and ran for secretary treasurer. Mm-hmm. You know, and is now her new secretary treasurer for her district. And, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, don't wait until things get to that point where you're so frustrated you're deciding to either you know, get involved or quit the union. Start tomorrow. When you go to work tomorrow, start tomorrow. Get involved. Pay attention. Educate yourselves. Don't let it come to a head because at that point, you're going to either swing one way or the other. And, you know, while one way would be beneficial to the union, the other does not add to your health, your welfare, your family. It it just detracts. If, If you let it get to that point where, you're ready to scream. You need to do what Josh says. Step back, take a deep breath, clear your mind, step back in. But please get involved tomorrow. Start tonight. Get on the get on the computer. Check out the national website. Check out the all the information that's available to you. Check out your 603, M38. Check out the contract. Go over to RexWay. Don't wait another day to get involved. I'm kind of going to go through some of our uh, other comments on some of our episodes here. Uh, let's see. I got, you know, a lot of a, a lot of valuable info, info here. Thanks. This is an awesome podcast. Thank you all. So glad I found it. Keep up the great work. It is appreciated. Uh, another one. I'm listening for about the third time to every podcast. Love this comment about 
bitching regarding the union. Great job. Get involved if you're not. You know, it, people are hearing it. People are getting there. People are getting involved. And, you know, you, you can't make change from the outside. Mm-mm. If you're not part of the union, you really are the silent majority or minority. And you, you don't have a voice in where your future is, where your job's going, how people are treated. And whereas you are afforded, you know, protection under the steward system, you still need the availability of the information that the union does provide, what we provide, what all these other websites provide. So, you know, to affect change, you have to be in the union. I mean, change could be as simple as writing a resolution, uh, writing a binding constitutional resolution that is something that, you know, the board can act upon right away. Most resolutions, contractual, obviously, you know, when they're passed, they go into the uh, wish list pile for negotiations, which will be coming up here probably shortly after national february is when they will officially start negotiating february yeah i know city carriers are currently in negotiations but who knows what's going on with that with everything going on with their national president um i'm personally not going to get into that if you want information yeah, on, that's if, if you're curious hammer. yeah that is if you're curious of what's going on with that i highly suggest going and listening to from a to arbitration podcast and that will really open your eyes to the grass is not always greener on the other side that's all and, i am gonna say about that <laughs> and i will say that everyone here on this podcast stands with our city carrier brothers and sisters on this absolutely we're here with you guys we're we're boots on the ground with you and we stand behind you absolutely. and we're here if you guys need somebody to talk to or need something you know if you just need an ear to, to listen to what to you rant about what's going on just get a hold of us we'll, we're here for you too because we're all part of the same job basically and, uh, and i'm and a good most of our offices we do have city carriers or we can ride alongside us so you know, it's yep. definitely, like I said, if you want to kind of know what's. Billy, you got a lot of background noise. Yep. Uh, it's just a tractor trailers going by on the PA turnpike. Ah. <laughs> no, we really, we really do. We really feel for our city carrier brother and listening to from eight arbitration talk about it. You can feel the passion in his voice. Absolutely. You can just feel it. And I almost, almost feel the venom seething out of his teeth as he's talking about it. Oh, he sounds like it's me, huh? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's that bad. Mm-hmm. It's that bad. And to have somebody who usually is so well sought out and direct in his speaking to turn around and talk like that is an eye-opener. It really is. In many regards. It's sad, but, you know, part of that is the same thing here with us. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's a lack of information going down the chain, being passed on, and unfortunately, not a lot of people being involved. And that's the whole goal is of this podcast, is to get people involved. I had 
people who were at our state convention this year come up to me. Non-delegates at the state convention tell me, oh, you're James from the podcast. Awesome. I listen to you guys, and that's why I'm here, getting involved, even though they're not a delegate, at the state convention. Mm-hmm. And that's why we do this, because we want everybody to be involved so we don't have problems in the rural craft, as we've seen on our city brethren and sister side. I mean, We it, want our voices heard. It shows with, with voting, even for national delegates. I'm not going to list the direct numbers. I don't have them in front of me. But I know just in James' estate and I's, um, when ballots went out for national delegates, there was just over 4,300 sent out. And only 500 and something were returned. And there was like some of those ballots were spoiled, like 30 of them, roughly. I don't have the exact numbers, so don't quote me on those numbers. But I mean, come on. 12%. 12%. Yeah. I mean, it. it... Unfortunately, I was not present when they posted, when they did the report, the election report. So I don't have the statistics. I've heard from a few sources that the highest state percentage was right near 20%. Yeah, that seems to be about the national yeah. average is about 20%. Yeah. Could you imagine could you imagine the difference things could make if that 12 to 20% was 50 to 75%? Yep. Yeah. I'm not bringing national yeah. politics into this, or not trying to at least, mm-hmm. but think about how on non-gubernatorial uh, elections, there's only a 25-30% turnout in the United States. But on the gubernatorial elections, whether it be state governor or president, there's 40-50% to 50% turnout. Think about that when you're talking about voting in the union. Every single election that you do for national convention is basically a gubernatorial election. You're voting for people to vote on the leaders of the board. Getting the vote in is the most important thing a rural carrier can do. It's even more important than running for office. It's more important than being a delegate. Voting for your delegates is the most important thing a rural carrier can do. Well, I want to say, regardless of what your thoughts were of the last two contracts, and on Facebook, when it was came time for ratification, there was a lot of opinions being voiced towards the tentative agreements. Both of those agreements were voted in to ratify with over 80% of the votes. Right. However, only 20% 20 to 23 or 4 percent of the ballots mailed out were returned. Just under a quarter of the carriers were making decisions for every rural carrier in the country. You can even say it's one in five. Yeah, roughly. Well, Twenty percent would be one in five, and 25 would be a quarter, less than a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You, you think about that. It's the same thing with your national conventions when you're voting delegates. Less than a quarter of the pe- of the people in each state, and even down to ten percent of the state is voting for your entire state's voice at the national convention. Mm-hmm. And yes, yep. 
in Michigan, we had more than enough delegates to fill every single slot in the delegate pool for Michigan. But that's still, there's 5,400 voting rural carriers in Michigan, and we get 43, 43 votes. So that is 1% of your voting population in the state of Michigan. There's 4,300, just over 4,300 in Michigan. 4,300. Okay, my mistake. I got that wrong. I'll admit that. But that's still 1%. Mm -hmm. 1% is voting for 100%. So voting on your delegates is the most important thing you can do because you want to vote for the people who you believe are going to vote the way you want them to. It's like an electoral college. Yeah, pretty much. And it's one of those things that if you're not voting... If you're using your right to not vote, you're tossing your vote out. You could have put somebody who was in 44th place in 43rd place. You could have moved somebody from 26th place to 25th place. That doesn't really matter when you have 43 spots, but it, it can in some aspects. So you got to think about that when, when these ballots come to your mailbox. I know it's already passed for this year, but we have next year. We also have the ability to still put resolutions forward next year. Even though we're going to be in contract negotiations, this Don't isn't worry, the end-all be-all. <laughs> this isn't the end-all be-all here. Every year, it's the same same routine for the union to go through, go to your uh, state conventions, your national convention every year. Resolutions get put forward every year, and it's up to each state to pass them up to national. Although you can present them on the national floor, it's a lot harder to pass them on the national floor than it is a state floor or even a county floor. Well, it, it often equates to the same way with national politics where, you know, people get elected and then, you know, oh, my God, I hate this guy. Did you vote for him? No. Uh, are you a registered voter? No. Then shut the hell up, folks. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And you, and need you can't to be, be part the of the solution if you're, if you're not involved. So... Bill, have you had anybody come up and uh, talk with you about the podcast? Oh, my God. I got groupies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, it, it, it's to, to me, my my voice carries, you know, a bit. Oh, yes. yes, it does. And uh, when you have people coming, you know, 30 feet away from you going, oh, you're Bill. And I go, yes, I am. No, you're Bill from the podcast. Yes, I am. <laughs> and they go, I love you guys. I was like, you do? Well, spread the word. And it's, oh, God, I tell everybody to listen. And I, you know, I had to show about eight or nine people how to get on the United We Scan. And, you know, uh, I, I text uh, Kristen uh, what platforms we're at. She was good enough to respond so that everybody had, you know, different formats that they could connect to. Um, it's amazing that, you know, so many people out there are like, you know, oh my God, you guys are great. You're doing great. You know, we didn't know this. We didn't know that. And I'm like, we're just a, you know, encyclopedia of information and uh, we're here to help you help all of you. And it, it's just, it's great. That, I'll tell you what it, you know, they say, if you can go through life, you can change one person's yeah. life for the better. You've had a good life. Well, Folks, we're having a grand life because we're helping more than one. Well, I, I had that uh, too at, uh, at Mid-State Conference to be out 
socializing at break time or afterwards. And I, I had quite a few people pull out their phones and, is this you showing me the United, you know, United We Scan podcast page? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, I thought I recognized your voice. And then we just, you know, start chit-chatting. I had quite a few of those. I had another one who, you know, he, I talked to him, and I met him at National last year and talked to him a little bit at Mid-States this year. And he, he brought somebody else by to introduce to me because she, she's like, I absolutely love you guys. You know, it, that's, you know, it, it's it, it's humbling. It's I, I am not used to it, so it kind of you know at first was a little uh, overwhelming. But it, it's it's nice to know that people are listening and people are getting involved from listening. And I've I've heard uh-huh. from this is this is kind of bad, but not. I've had postmasters tell me they're listening to our podcast and learning how to handle rural carriers better. And that's that's an honor to have postmasters who are saying, wow, management definitely doesn't describe this stuff this way. And it's helping me to better manage the rural carriers in the proper way. Hey, sweet. Management actually listening to something and taking it to heart. We'll take that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish more management would. You know, if they would listen exactly. to us and understand that the rural craft does the things they're supposed to do the way they're supposed to do it, I think a lot more managers would have an easier time in their office mm-hmm. instead of trying to micromanage everybody. They could sit back, drink their coffee, and go about their day if they just turned around and gave the carriers the tools they needed to do their job and just hands-offed it. And the, and the rural craft used to be like that ages ago. Rural craft was pretty much left to their own devices. And now... We are not. (laughs) This is, you know, and I've had several say, you know, this job is not the same job that we hired into five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago. I know it's not the same from when I hired in eight and a half years ago. It, you know, it's not the same from when I transferred offices nearly five years ago. It's not. The same it was a year ago. Mm -hmm. And it's up to us to make it the best we can with what we have. And... Doing this podcast was our way of saying, yeah, we know it's changed, but here's how you can help yourself make it easier on yourself. Because nobody else is reaching out and saying, here's how you do this, here's how you do that. There's no training. There's there, there's handouts and there's printouts and there's reports and Q&As and on both sides from the union and, and management. You got information flowing from the left side, the right side, up and down. Just having one place where it's all located has benefited so many people. And we are so humbled to know that we have done that. It makes us so proud to know that there are carriers out there who feel this has benefited them. Because we can sit here and talk oral diarrhea all day long and talk about carrier discretion and talk to your local union rep and supposedly. But the whole thing about this is just strengthening the rural craft, trying to make a concerted effort to benefit the rural craft as a whole. And that's why we're here. And, you know, I always say that we do this of our own volition. We get no pay for this. Uh, We often get backlash for it. Mm -hmm. But kudos to the people who also listen, too, because they're putting in the time 
to educate themselves as we try to help them and help others. But they're also putting in the effort to better their position in the post office, in their craft, and in their offices. And I'm not saying that listening to us isn't without risk either, because there are managers out there that it doesn't matter what the union says. It doesn't matter how many grievances you file. They're still going to be upset at how you do things. To those carriers, I'm sorry you have to deal with that. I am. Because, unfortunately, just like training us for Rex, management doesn't do a good job of training their own management mm -hmm. on how to deal with rural carriers. And especially now with our 204B ruling in our contract that forces rural carriers to go back to their routes after six months, that makes it even harder for rural carriers to become supervisors and become frontline supervisors in the Postal Service compared to city carriers and clerks and janitors. Janitors can be a 204B. No problem. They can sit there and be a 204B for two, three years, no problem for their craft. We had a but rural carriers have six months. We had a guy in maintenance that was a 204B in my old office briefly when needed. He stepped up and did that. But, yeah, it's, you know, and hearing, you know, James saying, you know, they, there's postmasters out there. Yeah, I know there's management out there listening. And if you're taking away something beneficial for your office, I applaud you. I, I really do. And that really, really means a lot to the craft in general. Because you guys got to think about it. The uh, management's uh, guide for managing rural carriers is, what, 40-plus years old? The M38? And hasn't been updated? Yeah, updated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has not been updated. I, I would have to pull it up and look at the date, but I think it was, like, in the early 80s. I mean, a lot has a lot has changed since then. And, and she means 1880. <laughs> Back when the rural carrier craft was first formed, rural free delivery. Yes. <laughs> M38, managing rural free delivery. Don't let your horse poop in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's be fair. When's the last time they updated the 603? 2011. Okay, so it, it has been updated. Prior to that. Prior to that, it was, uh, I believe, the late 70s it was updated before that. Okay. July 1st, 1980. July 1st, okay. 1980 for the M38. So it was updated just after the PO603. Oh, wait. Oh, First time. I'll find something else. Here. And then PO603 was updated in, I've got one right here. Let me look. Oh, it does say effective July 28th, 2013. We'll revise the handbook M38 to reflect the name change of the product known as Express Mail to Priority Mail Express. So that was a change 10 years ago, was just to change Express Mail to Priority Mail Express. And I was mistaken. The PO603 is latest update is September of 2013. And that update was rural carrier duties and responsibilities and revisions to Part 535 mail count forms, probably to uh, update for that express and update for priority mail and stuff like that. But when you're, but but if that's the only update in 43 years was to change the name of express, express mail to priority, to priority mail express. Wow. 
Yep. I think it's a time to update that bad boy. Yep. There's a lot of things that need updating. But yes, yep. yes, there the key, is. key key for this is is there are MOUs, there are joint statements and things like that that have basically updated the six oh three and the M thirty eight. They just haven't put them into the paperwork yet. Mm-hmm. There are things out there that have updated them. They just haven't been put in there. Like our contract updated the PO603 to, to remove everything of mail counts. But it's still in the PO603 until they finally decide they want to print a new copy. But if they print a new copy, they have to provide one for every single route in the United States. So considering how long it's taking them to print out our contract alone, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. But yeah, if if there's anything you can take away from this and help your office, whether you are a carrier or management or even a city carrier helping your rural carrier brothers and sisters, we're we're humbled that you're doing that. Absolutely. And those that are wanting to decertify or try to join the city carrier union, I I I urge them to listen to from aid arbitration first. Yes, thank you, thank you. Finding the words, yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I had a long day on the road, so yeah. But yeah, I definitely urge you to hear that, because <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, I won't be able to listen while I'm training tomorrow, so it may be something my daughter has to listen to on the way to Ohio Thursday. <laughs> I'll be catching up on all my podcasts on the road Thursday morning. Such torture. Oh, I know. Because I'll have that up in the car fully loud to listen to. Yeah. yeah. If if your stereo system and car is set up like mine, you can just plug your phone in and it'll run it through the speakers. Yes, I can. Automatically. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I can. I I had to go out and buy a new phone cord for my Android because I knew I could do it on my girls' iPhones, but my Android, my cord that I had, I bought a new cord and it popped up. I'm like, nice, yay! <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, we don't want to be part of that union. We don't. And honestly, decertifying your current union is not the answer. The last thing you're going to want is to be left at the mercy of the post office. Because if they had their way, we'd all be making a minimum wage. And I'm going to say this. I was part of a union that started up in a right-to-work state, Michigan, when it was a right-to-work state until they just removed that provision. And I can tell you that every provision that the people of the union wanted in their contract was denied. Because the management side of it turned around and basically used the right to work system as a bludgeon against the union to cut everything out of the contract except for wage provisions, leave, and seniority, basically. That was the only things they allowed. And that's the only things that are protected when you're starting up a new union. So if you want to decertify our union, Not only do you lose everything that's in your contract under this union, but there's a 100% possibility you will not get any of it back. And that's the danger you have when you decertify a union. If you had good management, they might let some things in. But think about how management treats you now 
and how they would treat you if you didn't have a union backing you. Sure, you can argue, yeah, they don't listen to grievances. Yeah, they don't do this. Yeah, they don't do that. But at least when you do the grievance, there is a retribution to the carrier that does the grievance. There is a way to get compensation for that grievance. But without the union there or decertifying the union and finding another one to take you on, most won't touch it because we don't have a strike clause because federal employees cannot strike and because we're quasi-governmental, we can't strike. No union is going to pick us up like that. Sorry to be the uh, bearer of bad news on that. <laughs> no. No. Most, and most don't realize that. They know we have a no-strike clause, but they don't realize that it's actually illegal for federal employees to strike. It is actually a jailable offense to strike. Mm -hmm. They can actually arrest you, put you in jail. On top of that, part of that provision is you will never work a federal government job again anywhere in the system. It doesn't matter if you are a postal employee. You can't go apply to be an air traffic controller. You can't go and apply to work at the, the Department of Justice, the any of the federal government agencies out there. You can't work for them if you strike and you get fired for it. But, I mean, there is there is a way we're already striking without striking, and that is all the people that are quitting and all the people that don't hire in, the people that decide the post office is not where they want to work. That's a strike without being a strike. And there are I, a lot. I want to poise, Go ahead, Bill. I want to poise a controversial question. For our listeners and our our hosts, what if we negotiated the no strike clause out and give them the layoff clause? You can't. It's a it's a federal law. It's actually in the um, CFRs, Code of Federal Regulations. So it's a federal law. So you would have to get the House and the Senate to remove those clauses before we could actually be able to put a strike clause in our contract. But it could be done. It can be done. Just have to petition our legislature. I mean, you know. It could be special legislation. We, we, could, we could get like special legislation just applying to the post office or to uh, the rural postal craft. carriers. Right. Just the postal carriers. Because you, I guarantee you our, our city carrier brothers and sisters our clerk craft brothers and sisters, our janitors, everybody would want to be able to strike too. So it would have to be the entire postal service. I mean, did you ever feel like a, a, an armless man swinging a bat for a home run? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we, we we have no real leverage except for a contractual negotiation. The only real leverage we have is how long are you wanting to hemorrhage people? That's the only oh, real I, leverage we have. Well, look, I would leverage... Josh out for forever. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, there, he's listening. <laughs> there are some carriers. There are some carriers that no matter what happens, they'll be working until the day they walk into their grave. Yeah. But for a lot of carriers, especially our younger generations, especially the ones that follow social media, don't want to get into a political position in the union. They're going to just walk off the job. Because instead of making $19 an hour as a sub, no offense, Kristen, they're going to want to turn around and go work at McDonald's for 19 bucks an hour 
where they don't have to deal with an overbearing manager because the manager at McDonald's is more happy that somebody actually decided they wanted to work at McDonald's because they're so shorthanded. And then they don't have to deal with the micromanaging of supervisors. They don't have to deal with a revolving door of supervisors either. And they don't have to deal with a no strike clause either. And with a lot of these fast food places turning up and unionizing, it's making it even better for them. And eventually they're going to be making more money than we are. So what benefit do they have to stay with the post office if they can make more at McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Wendy's, or even Costco and Walmart? And get benefits too. And get nearly the same benefits. I mean, I've I've had offers to go to uh, other companies for just a little bit less than what I have here for the, almost the same benefits, the same healthcare plan, same dental plan, same vision plan, everything. And the reason I'm here is because I love this job. I love doing what I do. I love dealing with my customers. Plus I love being outside. And the other job would have been an office job sitting at a desk from eight to five. Yeah, I can't do that. I, yeah. So I, I did that for, you know, I got 15 years in hotels and resorts and, you know, working predominantly the front desk, night audit, um, did some management. I, you know, I like being outside. It? It, it did. It burnt me out. Um, it really did. You know, I like, you know, I, I'm a team player in the office and you get out of that office and you're on your own. And you can, if it's a gorgeous day out, you enjoy it. If it's not a gorgeous day, well, you still enjoy it at times. It's, it, I, I like that being able to work on my own aspect, but also a team player in the office as well. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. It could be 90 degrees out. It could be 10 below zero. It could be snowing. It could be raining. It could be thunderstorms. It could be a tornado that was called a gust nato. It doesn't matter. The beauty is in the route itself, the beauty is in the customers you have, the way they treat you, you know, how you go about your day and how you help other people. I have people in my office now constantly coming up with questions about the rec system, about this, that, and the other stuff when it comes to things that they want to talk about. And that to me is the greatest gift of all. It's just that homogenation of people coming together and working together for a common goal. And that's the toughest yeah. part of that job too, getting them to come together. Yeah. yeah. But we have, we have to find a way. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're 20 years old or 80 years old and working this job, we're all together in on this. I, I feel like you yeah. named that Speaking one. Speaking of, on um, one of the face, one of the um, Facebook groups for all the crafts, Someone posted the clerk seniority list, and the most senior person on that list had a 1965 seniority date. Then wow. 68, like there were five or six people that had been in the postal service longer than I've been alive. But yeah, talking about with past jobs and everything, I would say, keep in mind the math on this one. At 25 years old, I got out of, I needed a break from food service with 15 years of experience because those are some long hours yes they are i've been there i've i've done that as well and you know i've worked you know i've worked all sides of the house me too me too so i used to be a truck driver i used to drive truck for a living that was awesome but 
it didn't leave room for anything. You know, I'd work. Right. No, I started. I started out over the road, home four days out of the month, and yeah. then I got a got a trucking job where I was home every other weekend. That was two days every weekend, so it was still four days a month that I was home. And then I got a job where I was home every weekend. That was eight days out of the month. And then I got a local job where I was home every day because I worked the night shift. I worked overnights. And I'd come home, go to sleep, wake up, and have to go back to work again. And it just it was a pain in the butt. And I took I took a $20,000 pay reduction to join the post office just to get more time home. And a lot of people are like, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Because my home time is more valuable than that $20,000. I'm surprised you didn't try and go for a um, trucking job within the postal service. But that would, that would still, that would negate the holidays because the truckers are still working on the holidays. Yep. They're still moving mail on the holidays. The plants are still working on the holidays. So I wanted, I wanted to work in in an actual office, whether it, it, whether it was a clerk, a clerk, a city carrier or a rural carrier. I mean, I could have done the city carrier route. I could have been a clerk working the front counter, but I chose rural specifically because As number a PSC, one, you would have started off at the plant anyway, probably third shift, and that's three sixty-five. Yeah, and I came, I came part of the rural craft because I researched it. I liked the contract that they had when I signed on. I liked the benefits, even though Table Two was on on the board there. I knew that from General Motors when General Motors went to Table Two after the two thousand eight downturn. The home time and the ability to get time off was the biggest things that the post office had going for it for me. And now being part of this craft and participating in this craft and now part of this podcast, I feel like I'm somewhere I actually belong with a bunch of people who are mostly like-minded like me, some of them a little darker, some of them a little lighter in terms of personality. We're all here for one common goal and that is to better the rural craft as a whole are you poking at my my all my characters being chaotic evil i'm sorry you're not chaotic evil you're chaotic good you gotta get that straight no no are you sure you're not straight you're chaotic good what about chaotic neutral what's the point he dances that line he dances that line (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean just just being here with all these guys and I joined these guys late, you know, I joined in what episode 20, maybe 18 or something like that. I can't remember exactly when talking with you guys. And then I did my research. I listened to you guys and I felt that you guys were doing the best you could to help the world craft. And that's why I joined with you guys. And it's because of you guys that I am here talking with the audience here. So you guys should really give yourselves a round of applause for everything you've done because your motivation to do this gave me motivation to join up with you guys. So it's all you guys involved that brought me in. Oh, the credit goes to uh, Kristen for, you know, Mm -hmm. deciding to do it on, you know, start a new podcast in a new direction. Uh, You know, basically start it with positivity, information, education, and in trying to bring people into the fold, um, previously it, it wasn't such of uh, quality, Positive. and now it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
That, yeah. That's one way to put it. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. one way to put it. That's well, it. Well, I Kristen will tell you, it, it's all of us, but she, she was the driving force in regards to getting us back on the air. Oh, no, guys. Don't make her blush. Don't make her blush. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Nobody I'm can see me. To. I'm sitting alone in my basement. It's all good. No, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it was me that said, hey, guys, I because I, we we all stayed in contact. We all talked still. Um, and it was just me saying, hey, I have an idea. What do you guys think about this? What if we do this? Then it was like, all right, let's come up with a name. And, you know, we have a, a, a few people behind the scenes that help contribute and you know that's where we were tossing out name ideas, and then and then going from there, and then it just kind of you know we started, and it just kind of gradually built up, and then that one episode just flipped us right on to where we're at now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just except took... for that Bill guy, you don't yeah. have to do that much editing. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Uh, yeah. You still have to do editing, even if it's if it wasn't just the Bill guy. Well, that was that was the you know, and in the earlier episodes, I really didn't edit. I just took what were recorded and threw on the the intro and disclaimer and loaded it up. And now I'm thinking, huh, maybe I should have went back and edited those a little bit better. But you know, th- th- those first uh, dozen episodes are are all raw. They're exactly what it is. And uh, you edit out all the sniffles and truck noises <laughs> on the freeway and things like that. And the ums and the ands and the ahs and the dead air. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's Parking a little bit. Dogs. There's a little bit more work put into that. Luckily, I do have a helper when they're available. So yeah. Don't forget not to not to edit out carrier discretion. Supposedly oral diarrhea. <laughs> oral diarrhea. You just want our friends um tipsy for work in the morning, don't you? Well, we're not do- saying it a lot this episode because we're more talking about how people have approached us about this podcast and talked with us about this podcast. This you know, true. So we're not talking about issues where they have to actually contact their local steward and the local designated union representative. So we've got to input them somewhere so that way they have something for their drinking game. <laughs> oh, this is true. And and I'm just going to put it out there, folks. When you see us at conventions and conferences, I am really big on not talking about the podcast on the conference or convention floor. We're out on no. smoke break. We're out having drinks. We're, you know, at the banquet or, you know, not on the business floor whatsoever. I am just kind of putting that out. Yeah. Um, I did. We're asking. We're asking everybody to be professional. Exactly. You know, when I Because this is this is not sponsored by the union whatsoever. The union has absolutely no hand in this podcast whatsoever. They don't even approve of this podcast. They have no say over this podcast. This is 100% just us on our time off. And when we're at the convention, we're there because we're either delegates or non-delegates and we need to pay attention to what's going on. And we're working. Even if it's, you know, dismissed for break, I still, I take it outside. I, not even at break time as we're clearing the convention floor, conference room floor, whatever. I, 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 you know, it's like somebody will say something. I'd be like, thank you. I appreciate that. But I'll be outside if you want to talk more. I don't know that the conference convention floors, that that's business. That's 
100% business. And yeah, but if we're outside having we're outside having a smoke or it's after hours and we're out having a drink and you want to chit chat and talk and say, "Oh my gosh, thank you" or or we don't like you. I don't care. I'll take, you know, I, I take criticism quite well. I, I, well, if you don't like me, you don't like me. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm content you know, with who okay, I am. Okay. Why? What can we do to get your good graces? There you go. Yeah. There you go. You know, it's. If, if, if you have a problem with, with our podcast, come with us with examples, show us what we're doing wrong. And we'll mo- most likely work on a solution with you. Don't just tell us you hate it and you want it gone or you want it shut down or, you know, or you just threaten us with something because threatening is not the way to go about things. Having a mutual discussion is the way you get actual work done instead of just going one side or the other. You have to find that mutual ground. Mm-hmm. You can't just turn around and close your ears off to it because you don't like it. Yeah, and if I can. It's right here. It says Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't think they could always I, just listen to from A to arbitration instead of us. Or attempted delivery. Hey, hey so if anybody delivery. still listens to attempted delivery, I don't know how Sean's round one went, but I do know that Damien is moving on to round two. I did see that notice. So a shout out to you guys. I will have to go back and catch up. I, unfortunately, Sean, I'm sorry. I didn't catch how well you did on Friday. But I know Damien last night is moving on to the next round. So applause to them. Good I job, guys. And, and I'm going to put a shout out on a happy belated birthday to Sean. His birthday was uh, the 5th. Fifth. The fifth, yes, four days ago. So happy belated. Um, the Dirty 30. Congrats, dude. <laughs> How appropriate exactly it is yes it is yeah i i didn't see it well sean really doesn't have much of a social media presence no no yet he's gonna need um, one if he gets famous <laughs> he is hosting now though too he's done a couple of uh yeah he's, he's been hosting yep he's been hosting i've heard he's had really good feedback with that i like i said i wish these guys the best of luck we'll eventually try and get him on here again someday um scheduling wise and all that other stuff um we're also in the works of eventually doing something with Corey walton from ada arbitration again scheduling is a big thing with being able to sit down with other people we all have to be able to uh have an open schedule with that so and on top of that he's dealing with so much right now Mm -hmm. i don't i could get it done if i had both my recorder available and Corey, um, not running errands after work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it might be, you know, after national or whatever. We'll, we'll eventually we'll get there. But uh, We'll play it by ear like we do almost everything else. <laughs> really, we Supposedly. do. <laughs> <laughs> really, we do, we do. Phil, you're awful quiet. Uh, well, I, I was just waiting for Josh to stop umming and... Um, <laughs> Put out the kudos as uh, it was said that uh, non-delegates who go to the conventions, here are people putting out their own time and money using their own leave to participate in something they're not getting compensated for. It's it's commendable. It's applaudable. It really is that you're, you're 
going out on your own dime to participate without any compensation whatsoever. And I applaud those people because the delegates are getting paid um, state to state, depending on what the you know compensation rate is. And these people are putting their own effort, time, money on the line to be part of this union. And, you know, kudos to them. And I'm going to say thank you as I'm one of those RCAs that uh, has put out their own time and money to go to functions as a non-delegate, including national. I've only been a delegate to national once. That was Grapevine. I did not make delegate last year. As of right now, I'm not a delegate this year. Um, I was not a delegate in 2018 at my first national. I've gone to a couple mid-states on my own dime. I've, you know, I, I do what I got to do to make it work. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Anybody that goes as a non-delegate is spending a minimum of $500 to go. Minimum. Next, uh, I next can couple, attest for that. Next, and then you also have, whether it's airfare or gas money to go to these events, that adds on to it too, because like for national conventions here in Michigan, somebody who comes as a non-delegate from California is paying airfare to go to Michigan, and then the taxi to the hotel, if the hotel doesn't have a shuttle, which most of them, apparently they don't have one this year, okay. and then they also have to pay for the hotel room okay. and all the nights that they're there, and I guarantee you they're not going to be leaving the night of the last part of the convention because that runs until it's done. I remember 20, have, 2018, we didn't get out of there till nearly 9.30 at night. Yeah, and a lot of flights I don't take off until the morning. Yep. I think and that was year. the first one that it ran super late like that. And there were people, there were delegates leaving yep. <clears throat> to catch their planes mm -hmm. at 6, 7, 8 o'clock. Yeah. It was it yeah. was just after I I know it was after nine o'clock when we uh, we wrapped up because I still had a three hour drive home and had to go to work the next morning and you know that as a, I I think I still have to put in for Saturday the nineteenth I only put in through Friday I think I'm gonna put in for Saturday even though I won't stay at the hotel I'll go to my parents' house Friday night because it's only forty five minute drive away but yeah it's you know it is possible to do i even as an rca i can contest to that i have done it it was not easy i mean it helps now that we have annual leave so i'm not missing out fully on a you know a week's pay but you know Still it's not enough it, it, it's not you know i i will admit i have taken out loans to go i have penny pinched i have paid bills late to make it work <laughs> i mean it's not yeah. easy you know i have roomed with three other people so mike wasn't going to cost me that much you know as much but i'm going to put it out there for anybody that's listening that is going to national that's going to be flying in on sunday or even monday and you don't have a ride lined up or a rental car from the airport to the hotel Please reach out. I will be in the area um, as of Saturday night. I'll be at my parents' house. I'm checking in on Sunday. And if you need a ride, 
one, two, I could probably do up to three depending on how much luggage. But if you need a ride, please reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to pick people up at the airport and get them back to the hotel. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, these, these events are I know there's are a couple deep. people in a couple of the Facebook groups who have offered the same. Yep. So. And I used to live and, in Grand. I used to. I lived in Grand Rapids back in 2001 through 2003. I have a cousin that lives outside Grand Rapids. I am very familiar with the area, so it's to me, it's not a big deal. And like I said, if you need a ride from the airport, let me know. More than happy. Even if you have, if you're taking a train or a bus, let me know. <laughs> yeah, and if and, you have a room and you have an extra bed and and no and you want somebody to split the cost with you, let let us know. Put it on our Facebook group. Well, we can get people to team up with each other for the national convention because rooms are running short. Um, Even with all the delegates finally chosen, there's still a shortage of rooms for the national convention. I will put well, it out there. Um, my daughter is actually not going to be attending now uh, just because of work scheduling wise and whatnot. So the other person that I'm rooming with did already ask me if it was all right, if another person wanted to join. So we have one to two spots, if you don't mind sharing a bed with somebody, in a room available. So I'm putting that out there. You know, if somebody wants to go and they weren't sure how they could afford it, but they still want to go or they need a ride, even if you're flying into the Kalamazoo airport, for some reason, instead of Grand Rapids, I can pick you up. I've flown out of there before. I know where it's at. It's not too far from my parents' house. So, you know. Kalamazoo, I'm, Lansing. Yeah, Kalamazoo, Lansing, Grand Rapids. Well, it's just not to city. put everybody on notice, I, I'm, I'm having three sets of bunk beds put in my room. <laughs> so, but no, we're you know we're all willing to work with everybody and help you out if you need it if you want to go if you plan on going you weren't quite sure if you could cut the whole thing or you weren't too sure on a rental car or you could, nobody's you know made those final plans quite yet we're just going to put it out there you know i i'm available for rides and whatnot as well so and we're not going to mention last year's uh, national convention on the uh, rooming accommodations. <laughs> <laughs> I I say, so that's how that's that's how that one thing spread through the uh, national convention. <laughs> <laughs> that disease that shall not be named. It's what less than three hundred dollars for the week for the room. Yeah, it no, it's one. It's one thirty a night. One thirty nine for rooms now. I'm saying for the that's for the room. But if you have four people in the room, each person's share is three hundred or less for the whole week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just just think of that. If you can find somebody to share with, if you're on, on the convention, going and, to the convention, then you, you can actually save a lot of money. You don't have to share a room with somebody from your own state either, as we had three states represented in our room last year. <laughs> so, well, and of course, every, that also gives you that gives you a chance if you if they're not from your state to to understand how another state's getting on with things going on in their area compared to your state. Oh yeah, yeah. But every time I mention rooming some with somebody, they they say, "Are you bringing the thong?" <laughs> you gotta have the pink thong, Bill. You gotta have the pink thong for everybody. 
you know, and and they say no thanks. Flying <laughs> <laughs> it down. Yeah. I can't wait to wear that to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get one printed up specifically for you. <laughs> But yeah, we can wind it down, cut this one a little short tonight since we're just kind of lighthearted and and uh, just to put something out. Uh, I won't be on next week. I will be gone. I do believe the guys are talking about uh, getting on here themselves, so I'll definitely have to listen to that after the fact. Oh boy. <laughs> if they talk about me, it's okay. I'm not going to hold it against them for too long. We'll ask you to turn around first. <laughs> Before we talk behind your back. Okay, I appreciate that, Mike. Any final uh, thoughts tonight? Um, just just the usual. You know, be safe out there. Temperatures are heating up. Uh, make sure you're hydrating, uh, and just you know, just be safe in general. And Josh, like Mike said, you know, be safe. Try and stay cool. Um, hydrate. My supervisor will say you, you need to start drinking water tonight for it to be in your system for tomorrow. Don't get overwhelmed. If you do, take a step back, take a deep breath, and step back in. Try and have a good week. We'll see you next time. James. Yeah, it, it's hard to talk about all the different aspects of things and not get passionate about it. It's hard to try and keep things in line to protect not only ourselves, but you guys as well. But we do this from the bottom of our hearts to help you guys out. And if you can take away just one thing from this, each time you listen to our podcast, we've done our job. And just remember, be safe out there. And with the week of storms coming up that we have, if you come across a flooded road, turn around, don't drown, because these LLVs do not float. They will not float to protect you. And if you get them too wet, they might actually catch on fire. So be careful out there. Keep your wits about you. Don't let management get under your skin. And we'll talk to you next week. Bill? Yes. Oh, my turn. It oh. is. All you. All you. Oh, God. You, they like me. They really like me. <laughs> okay, and the Oscar goes to. That's a very strong word. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, like I said uh, earlier, and, and I'll reiterate, this, this is important that people don't wait until they get to that point, that critical point where they make a decision of leaving the union and, and not being involved and all, you know, just step back, you know, to assess your situation. Can you do more? Are you able to do more? Will you do more? If you don't step up, it's not going to get any better. Okay. And I hate to see people who are more timid than ourselves and, and others that we are familiar with that to actually stand up for yourselves. Well, then, Find somebody to champion, you know, your issues for you in the office, whether it's the, you know, local uh, steward, the ADR area steward, whoever, or even like a local officer for your chapter. I mean, folks, you know, there's plenty of people out there, good hearted people that will step up for you. 
there are many instances throughout the country, throughout the world, where people go above and beyond for people they don't know that they're not personally involved with and help them out, you know, through these difficult types of situations. Yours is not the end of the world, but it it does get overwhelming to a certain extent. And, and that's when you need to, you know, to define yourself as far as what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, how you're going to handle it. And no judgment. If, if it's too much for you, then, you know, God bless you. Go find something that is more agreeable to you and better for you and your family. First of all, try. If you don't try, that's failure. And I don't want people to fail because they didn't put the effort into it. You know, it's just like getting married. It's like having children, signing a mortgage. It, 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 there's there's you know, stress to all those situations, but there are different factors that contribute to you making that decision. Same thing at the job. Try. And with that, you know, go out, be safe, make sure that you make the most important delivery day. Get home safe to your loved ones, and God bless you all. Thank you, guys. Yeah, on that note, it is July, and the heat is out there. Please stay hydrated. Take those bottles of water out with you, some Gatorade. You know, I take a couple frozen ones out in my cooler on top of my non-frozen ones. Stay hydrated. Stay cool. Stay safe with storms that come through. Like I said, driving through Wednesday with rain going sideways was an interesting thing, but it was not the safest at times either. So, Please stay safe out there. We appreciate every single one of you. And I will not be around next week, but the guys should be. If something changes, we'll let you know. But on that note, we'll see you next time.